This segment of the show was sponsored by our friends at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger, lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet. The winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence. Grip Golf Pride. Now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Srixon, Cleveland Golf and Zexio Territory Manager and Class A Teaching Professional, Perry French. Along with all of that, he's also a weekly partner with my good friend Matthew Lawrence on his show Backspin Golf, which you guys hear me talking about every week here on the show and over social media. It's my regular weekly Sunday morning, 8.03 a.m. tea time. You can hear Perry sharing his insights and playing lessons during the first segment of that show every week. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's some of the best week-in and week-out information and tips that you're going to hear anywhere. And I'm very grateful to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Perry, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, good evening, Chris. How you been? Ah, fantastic. Thank you. So, Perry, last time we got to spend some time together, it was following Shane Lowry's win at the Open Championship. Obviously a big win for him and the Strixon brand. Now you've got Jerry Kelly out there playing tremendous golf on the Champions Tour. He picked up his third win uh, last week at the SAS Championship. He's now second in the Charles uh, Charles Schwab points heading into the playoff. And you back that up with Miguel Angel Jimenez, who's playing the Strixon ball as well. Boy, you guys are on a tremendous roll. Oh, you're exactly right. It's been a, it's been pretty fun, uh, to see the, our, our tour players, you know, put some, uh, some serious playing, uh, scores on the board each week and, and competing to win tournaments. And, yeah, Jerry Kelly, kind of, uh, you know, uh, a guy who's just continues to, uh, out there in the senior tour as well, but he just, he plays well. He shows up and he's, he's just tough to beat that guy. And, uh, uh, and then of course, uh, you know, Shane Lauer, we just re-signed him. That was the big news this past week from Shrixon and, and parent company that uh, they've re-signed him for another five years to uh, continue to play the product, which was exciting. And yeah, on top of that, we had Hannah Green win the the the, P, the KPGA uh, event, um, so the championship there. So we and, and she won again. So we've had wins on all three tours um, across the across the major landscape there, and it's been a been a pretty fun year to say the least. No doubt. And, you know, I, I want to spend a lot of time tonight talking about the brands and, and the technologies and yeah. what you guys are doing and the things you got coming up. And, and I want to start by talking about the golf balls. And you know what a big fan of the yellow Z star I am. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to have an infatuation with the new soft feel, the new bright balls, right? I mean, boy, those things look right. fantastic as well. And so I want to talk about, you know, those golf balls and really, and we talked a little bit about this last time. But just because Shane Lowry's out playing the Z Star doesn't mean it's the right one for us. So talk about the, some of the new technology yeah. you have in the golf balls, and then really uh, the best way for us to determine how we're playing the right golf ball for our swings. Well, yeah, then that's that's just it. There's the uh, each golf ball in, in our lineup. Certainly, uh, the, the different models from Z Star and, and within Z Star, the microband DXV series of that golf ball. You know, that's the technologies for the. With a with a urethane cover and, and a three piece construction in the Z Star and four piece construction in the XV, those two golf balls dynamically, for the best players of the game, the higher speed players have different playing properties, and that's what you know. That's where you start right there at the top of the game. So you've got a a Shane Lowry, you've got a a Jerry Kelly. These two guys uh, both are great players, but they don't hit the golf ball the same way. They don't have the same kind of speed and create the same kind of spins. 
So within that category of player, we still have a golf ball that needs to fit their needs for the most part. One thing that most people don't realize is that if you do buy a golf ball, when you do choose to play golf ball, there's, sometimes there's always a trade-off. Oh, I want my golf ball for distance. Okay, great. Well, if you're going strictly for distance, that might mean you're going to get a little less feel or spin around the green. That's the trade-off. Conversely, if you're looking for more spin and control, then you might give up uh, some distance because there's a little bit more spin on your full swing shots. That's the, the thing that you try to weed through in choosing a golf ball to fit your game and, and maximize your performance. I think for the tour players, of course, we have all the testing numbers and how that ball is totally spinning and launching and com- performing from their driver all the way down to their wedge, right? And that's what they're doing. They're dialing in each of those groups of shots. Um, for us as, as the lay player, we maybe don't get a chance to sit there and go on track, man, weekly to f- really find out what's going on. You basically test by trial, right? You see how the ball flies, see how it feels, and those are the type of things that kind of make you decide whether to choose that ball or not. And I think if you if you look at how most players should buy a golf ball, they should start with their driver speed. That's kind of the first marker to go by. And if your driver speed is somewhere between you know 90 and 100, golf balls with a little less compression are going to help you in the first category. And that's the that's the feel category, but also the spin category. Okay. And most of us, if you look at your drivers, the typical miss shot does what? It kind of balloons up and either fades off to the right. Mostly is the time, or if it, it'll it'll fall off to the left in a, in a low hook. Well, that's an impact of how the club struck the ball, and that's going to impart that spin on the golf ball. So if you're not center striking the ball most of the time, you're going to have some type of side spin. And so for most of us, we need a golf ball that spins a little less to reduce those side spin shots and those you know the spraying of the golf ball, if you will. Also, on those ones with the backspins too much, that's where the ball lands up in the sky and just falls out and lands on the fairway and just goes two feet when it lands. That's a spinning golf ball for that player. Find yourself moving down the line from a Z-Star, Z-Star XV when your speed's in that, you know, 90, 85 to 95, 100-mile-an-hour category tops, go into that Q-Star or Q-Star Tour where you've got a 70 compression, 78 compression golf ball that'll, that'll spin less because of the softer um Compression or what is basically the design of the court, softer in the center and it gets a little stiffer. That's where most players need to probably find it. Now, if you're a player who hits the ball with 100 miles an hour to 120 like tour players, then yes, sir, you should probably be somewhere in that Z-Star, Z-Star XV category, depending on what your preference is for spin and feel. But for you and I, Matthew, we need to be somewhere down that, you know, we're in that 90 to 95 category, probably at best. If we get up to 100, we're probably swinging outside of our shoes. So, um, we want to use a golf ball that's going to give us give us a little bit more control on our misses, right? That's the key thing. I think that's where players struggle. They say, oh, I want a ball that spins. Well, that's great. But all of a sudden, that 15-yard disbursement becomes 20 to 25 yards, and you're not in it's, in it's shorter and crooked. So that's not where we want to hit drives. So start with your driver. For most players, that's the best way to evaluate it. But then as you work through the bag, your iron playing down into your, your wedge play, you know, what, what the golf ball feels like. So we, we make golf balls to really match up with players, not just their speed, but also their skills. And uh, that's where I think you, you see all the way down to the soft field, which, again, that 60 compression is for players with slower club head speed, but also who who want the ball to spin a lot less on every shot. They don't want that ball to be climbing and falling out of the sky. They want it to land and go forward and roll. Even on your chips and pitches, there's a lot of players. Uh, we, we were having a discussion last week with some guys and said, look, and how many times when you play around a round of golf, at the end of the day, do you say, I hit pin high or past the pin with my approach shots? 
answer that question yourself, Chris. I mean, it, you just, it doesn't happen that often. Most of the right. time, you're coming up short of the pin. And that's where most players make the mistake, whether it's not taking enough club, but also the ball is not releasing when it lands or it's, you know, it's spinning too much and coming up that half a club to a full club short. And if you can have a golf ball that lands and releases, well, you probably have a pretty good chance of the ball getting to the cup. And the last I, last I knew, if the ball doesn't get to the cup, it doesn't have a chance of going in the hole. You know, so we, we <laughs> right. that ball to release. Most, most of us are playing a golf ball that's just not releasing and getting to the cup. And that's, when you go down soft field, a soft field bright for some fun colors to play with this matte finished golf ball that you're mentioning at the top of the show. It's, it just helps get that visual performance so you can see the ball through and identify your ball is a lot more fun. Uh, we, we jokingly say it's a little bit like playing mini golf. You know, you're out there today, you're the red ball, I'm the orange ball, and he's the, what, the green ball. So it's, <laughs> it's fun, it makes golf more fun. We, we need to make golf more fun, but also too, it's visual, it's easy to, it's easy to follow the golf ball on the course. And certainly when you can get around the green. But soft field ball delivers a lot of performance for a really good, good value at $20 a dozen. That keeps the ball in play. It's durable. It, it'll take, it'll take some hits. It won't, it won't scuff up too easily. And by the same token, it will release when you land. That's the trade-off. So in the soft core helps match up your speeds. And again, most, most golfers are in that, I'll say 85 to 95 range. Um, and anytime you're lower than that, then you de- definitely better play a softer golf ball. Uh, softer core golf ball to match your speed. So I'd start there. The rest is kind of player preference on feel. And then, you know, of course, price is always a factor too. Well, and Perry, you make a really good point because I think if we're measuring and we know what our, our uh, driver head speed is when, or our driver swing right. speed is, I think we get an idea when we're on the range and if we, if we hit a couple of golf balls to feel like, you know, hey, what's the behavior of the golf ball? So the, the softer feel, all of that makes 100% sense. I think where we also don't try to figure out the right characteristic, and this is what you mentioned a moment ago, is, you know, chipping and putting, right? The ball is going to act right. differently depending on how it is and the compression and all of that for its right. behavior when we're just off the green or we're hitting a little chip or pitch shots. I think that's another great point that we're not taking into consideration. What is the ball going to do on those shots? Right. And, and, and again, playing the same kind of golf ball, whether you play a tour golf ball and a urethane covered ball or and move down into a blended cover ball, uh, like the, like the Q star, the soft field, those golf balls are, are, are a little firmer cover, cover, a little thicker cover, and they will not spin or grab as much as the urethane golf ball by design, right? That's part of the, the feature and the play of the golf ball. So it's best to kind of stay with that golf ball. I always get a kick out of people when we play scramble. They say, Oh, I want to play a hard, golf ball off the tee so I can hit a long way but around the green I'm going to chip and putt with and I say well that's you know in theory maybe okay but if you don't use that golf ball on either one of those shots all the time you really don't understand how the characteristics of the golf ball are because by playing with the same kind of golf ball all the time you understand how it chips and releases or if it checks and stops and if you're changing the golf ball type from tee to green and green to and then to the green you're going to not have the consistency that you should have and and again, most of my amateur players in pro-am events, while they're fun to play with, they really don't have that much time to play a lot of golf and be really dialed in. So you shouldn't be changing your golf ball from tee to green and into the green because it's, it's, uh, it's just not an easy thing to control. So that would be my recommendation. Play the same golf ball you play every day to play golf in just because it's a scramble. And, and, and make your regular swing. Don't make a scramble swing, right? Kitches, just make a good swing and don't try to <laughs> overpower the ball or, you know, if you can right. only hit a 250 yard drive at best, then that's all you're going to hit. Don't try to hit the 300 yard drive, you know, 
So uh, it's uh, right. it's fun to – the, the scramble mentality does change, doesn't it? We get ourselves kind of thinking that all of a sudden Indeed. we cut the corner that we never – you know, so – uh, just try to stay in your stay in your lane, right? Stay in your game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, Barry, let's move over and talk true. about the Cleveland brand and talk about your new launcher irons and fairway woods and uh, mm. starting out with the irons. Talk about the you know the UHX launcher irons and the combo right. set of hollow and cavity back irons and how those can help our games. Yeah, that's a that's a technology that the Cleveland Golf we've really taken the you know kind of our it's our um, proprietary. Uh, design that started with, which was the HB, the Highboard Club years ago. And it was uh, basically taking the head, the iron head, and we'll call it an iron hybrid, if you will. But it's a, instead of using cavity back where we cut out that material and push it to the peripheral, they actually just make a full construction hollow head, much like you would, you see in a metal wood, right? There's this, it's a, it's a shell, and the, the center of gravity can be managed much, much more greater by having this hollow area to, to move and create a performance. And that's what we do with the HB Launcher Iron. And now we've introduced the new UHX, which is the Ultimate Hybrid Extreme, and a hollow extreme, and that gives that player a progressive set. So what that means is in the long irons, the 3, 4, and 5 primarily, those are players, those are clubs that typically need players have trajectory help with. They need to get the golf ball in the air. That's where they typically are deficient. So by using the hollow construction, we manage the center of gravity, provide a little bit wider sole, for playability, but also to get that CG as deep as possible and low. And that launches the ball in the air for you. So if you're hitting a 5-iron to the green, most people complain is, yeah, I finally hit the green with a 5-iron, but it came in at a trajectory, the ball just ran through off the back of the green. Yeah, that is that is a problem. And so what we like to combat that is to get the golf ball in a better or initial launch or higher trajectory. So then it does land on the green, it has a chance to be fairly close to where it lands and not roll off the back of the green. So hollow construction delivers that in an iron-type product head. So you get to control the look, but you also get the trajectory that you really need when you're playing those longer approach shots. As we move through the set, we get to the 7-iron. That's where the hollow construction stops and then uh, at the 7-iron. And then the 8-9 and pitching wedge are, we'll call it a traditional cavity-back style golf club. And again, that moves a little bit of the weight to the peripheral, so your off-center shots are a lot more uh, distance, uh, consistent distance. And the, the overall trajectory you get, because you have more loft, the 8, 9, and pitching wedge, you don't need additional weight or CG positioning to help launch the ball. You want to be able to, quite frankly, manage that launch, that trajectory. You want to keep the golf ball from flying too high. And, of course, if you have to hit a knockdown shot, you want to be able to, to knock it down and keep it, you know, on a little bit lower trajectory. So it's a progressive or a blended set, as you mentioned. It's very neat. It has a lot of a traditional Top line views in the playing position, but also that technology that we're, we're kind of known for from the launcher iron and now it's in this UHX iron. So we've kind of melded to the, the launcher iron continues to be a great product for players who just need trajectory and forgiveness. It delivers that on all, all, all player levels. Most of those players are, we find have a little slower club head speed and again, don't have as much trajectory that they need when they, when they're playing the game. As we move over to UHX, this could fit a lot more players because of the, the profile, but also the management of, of center gravity within the set. So it, it actually lets the player control that trajectory throughout the set from long irons to the short irons. So it's a really neat product story. Um, Cleveland Golf has taken the approach that we're going to build products for players who need and want enhanced performance. This is not a product that's built from a tour player profile. We do that with Strixon. We build the product line that starts at the top of the pyramid, best players of the game and work the product 
into how they want the golf club to look, how they want the golf club to feel, and of course, how they want to be able to manage the trajectory. We do that with the three models from the Z Fords, the 785 and the 585 irons, and that player can pick and choose within that set of irons how those trajectories can be accomplished. In Cleveland, we're building products for you and I to get out there and have a better game, a lot more performance, and fit basically our deficiencies. And it's been a really neat two kind of a two-pronged strategy with those two. And, of course, the third strategy is over here with, with our Zexio brand where we're really talking more about ultra, ultra lightweight for players in a you know, slower speed category. So it's a, it's a good, it's a really neat product. You got to get out and hit them. They just launched about the 1st of October. So they're in, they're in the shops nowadays. They're out there for people to try. So if you're looking for something to see how that works, I'd give you, I'd give you a recommendation to go out and give them a try. So let's stay in that, in that category. You mentioned higher trajectory mm-hmm. and the, and the launcher fairway yeah. woods have a very unique crown and a, and a kind of a low profile, at least to my eye. Talk about, the technology sure. in those woods, because I think a lot of places where players like you and me and, and, and the you know average amateur struggles right. is especially if we're going to be hitting a three wood off the deck, you know, getting that exactly. ball into the air, launching it and getting some trajectory so that uh, that lands a little softer and then releases. No, this is this is all you're you're 100 percent right, Chris. This is where, where the product line continues to evolve, and and, and we're managing the, the the product's center of gravity, that that lower profile that you mentioned in the playing position. You know, when you set that down behind the ball, it gives a, a we'll call it a little bit more confident look at the at the setup. So you want something that you look like you can launch the ball. Thus, the name I would say we launch your name kind of signifies what we're trying to create for that player, launching that ball into a good trajectory, so that when when it does land. You have control where it lands. Um, the key thing here that we've done with launchers, that crown that you talked about, that, that the depressed crown that is part of high bore technology by taking the crown down, it does, it allows us to make the club a little deeper in its center of gravity setup so that the, the back of the head is further from the face of the head. So that gives us a chance to do what? Launch the ball faster, launch the ball higher, thus giving you a better chance of taking that ball from off the turf into a better you know, into an easier position. Most players, when you put the ball on the turf, it's a whole new ball game. Like off the tee, yeah, it's great. And anytime you get a chance to tee it up, tee it up. But uh, when you're using a hybrid iron, a hybrid uh, metal or the fairway club, you want that, that ball to be able to get in the air as quickly as possible, that initial trajectory. And, and that's what both the, the, the new Halo hybrid uh, 3, 4, and 5 or the new, the new launcher fairways of 15 degree and an 18 degree fairway will do for you. But, uh, yeah, when you get into the three wood at 15 degrees aloft, it's, uh, it takes a lot of skill to hit a three wood off the deck. Don't, don't, people don't, uh, don't kid yourself. It's not an easy thing to do. And, um, you, a lot of players would be better served just using a five wood. That three degrees of difference is a huge playable difference. And if you took them and hit them both side by side, you would probably find that the five wood or the 18 degree goes just as far as that three wood because of that initial trajectory. And probably a little bit more control over it too. Let's talk uh, a little bit about wedge play. And you know, I've been a big fan uh-huh. of the Cleveland wedges for a long time. Those RT X4 wedges certainly uh, mm-hmm. celebrated this year as uh, winning gold on the uh, on the Golf Digest hot list. But I think a part of the, the thing that uh, most of us struggle with when we're picking up a wedge, I mean, there are different grinds, mm-hmm. there are different bounces. Mm-hmm. We really got to know what our swings are like before we understand which wedge is right for our game. Give us a, a sure. couple of hints or tips for how we yeah. know which one of those things we need in our wedge play. 
Well, uh, again, we're we're looking at trying to identify where in the RTX 4 series where most of the best players want the golf club to perform through the turf. So the turf interaction is how the grind or the sole configuration comes into play. So we have basically we have three standard type of grinds. We have what they call a low, a mid, and a full. And those three fit most all player types. We do have the high, the extreme low, and the 58 and 60 degree lofts. These are very, these are very highly skilled players who are using this club who do not have that, uh, we'll call it that tendency to hit the ball fat, okay? Bounce or, or grind creates a lot more playability through the turf. So the minute we take those angles and make them very low, low, low bounce, and extremely low bounce, you're building a, a, a contrast with the turf. So the turf is always in play on every shot, right? So you've got to figure out how to get the club to work through that turf condition and allow you the best consistency. If you're a player who does not take Mets divot or no divot at all, meaning we call you a slider, that club is never going to really do anything but just scrape the top of the surface, you will play or can play a low ground grind wedge or an extreme low, depending on what you're looking for in that high lofted category. This is for a player who takes no divot, the club slides, and quite frankly, you have to be highly skilled to do that, okay? Most of us are going to take some type of divot when we're hitting our wedge shots. So that's where we build the mid-grind. That's going to give us a little bit of playability in in that, that tight shot where the ball's sitting on a tight lie off the turf, but mostly going to give us a lot of playability when it's off that the grassy lie, the, the, the scruffy lie in the rough, and certainly out of the bunker. When you play golf courses that are very lush, like we have up here, mostly in Kentucky and further north, a little more soft and most of the time, you might find yourself be better served with a full grind. That's going to be your higher bounce wedge with a little wider sole that will keep the club from digging. That's what bounce does. It helps that player get the club as it enters the turf and keeps it from grabbing and taking a big piece of sod before you hit the shot and lay it over it, you want that club to continue to move through it. And so you have to kind of identify that, again, through a, through a, a fitting, certainly your, your golf professional who works with you yourself, just hitting, you can hit the three different wedges in a demo. Uh, when we do event days, you can see how those things interact. Like I tell most players, you may think you're a low or a, or a shallow swing player, and that's for the, when that ball's sitting on a perfect, you know, zoysia fairway. But when that ball starts changing its position, when you go to a different golf course and it starts sitting down in the ground and it's in a little tighter lie, all of a sudden you get a little steep. Well, that's where bounce comes in and that's where the grind comes in. So you have to really be careful of how, how much you bite off it in that, that low grind uh, scenario there because it's very, very much that leading edge comes into play and brings a lot of that contact with the turf that will cause a lot of inconsistencies. We recommend for most players, of course, we just introduced new CBX2. We found that the, the most or a mid-bounce to plus mid-bounce is going to work for most players just because it gives you the extra little bit of pre-impact. If you're just a little bit behind, it keeps the club moving forward and less less leading-edge dig. You know, uh, again, this is a skill thing, right? If you're highly skilled, you want to maximize your performance and you hit a lot of practice wedges, then you can probably find the, the low grind works for you. But for most players, the mid to full are going to give you that kind of performance. And it's really trial and error for a lot of players, um, but we certainly do that in fitting when we get people out there on the driving range and, and working around the short game areas. And Perry, a moment ago, you mentioned the, the Zexio brand as a, as a lighter mm-hmm. and it helps mm-hmm. us 
with swing speed and that sort of thing. So for those of us that are you know approaching or at Champions Tour age and we don't have a, a swing speed of 100 miles an hour plus, the Zexio brand seems like a good fit for us. Talk about that brand and what it's suited for. Yeah, again, here was, this is player specific, right? We're really focusing in on uh, the building a product for the, the we call moderate swing speed players, players who are uh, it really has nothing to do with your age. Um, it has everything to do with how you strike the golf ball with the speed of your swing. And while it's true that as we get older, we start losing some of those power forces in our swing, our angle, or we don't have quite as much wrist wrist hinge, we don't have as much wrist and arm strength, and we lose some of those uh, principles that we had younger as we were younger. But the design is basically taking ultra lightweight technology, taking uh, the materials that make up the resins that make up a shaft and putting them in from 50 to 60 grams down into 39 to 42 gram categories and really creating this, not just a lightweight shaft because it's easy to build something light, but typically what happens is when it gets light, it gets really brittle. We don't want that. Most of us need, uh, in that player category, need some type of flex in the shaft and some torque to help get the golf club to help straighten out those impacts that are mishit. Feel what we do primarily with Zexia was take that lightweight and we've added weight plus to this new technology to actually counterbalance or pull the, the, the way the shaft bounces up towards the hands. What this does is it allows the player to create more shaft or wrist hinge and shaft retention throughout the swing or shaft load. And that creates power. That coupled with the lighter weight technology we have an increased speed, so we have a little bit more power source with the with the wrist angle and the load factor in the shaft, and we have more speed. Those things equate to more distance, easier distance, quite frankly. And this is the thing with with, with Zexio brand. Players who who will benefit best by it are ones who are losing distance, but quite frankly, aren't able to keep their speeds up in in their in their swings from swing to swing, but with from round to round and from year to year. That's where you, you find the benefit. And the least amount of difference that you can have in your swing from, from swing A to swing B all the way to swing Z is going to give you the most consistency. Um, I think we're best told by our, our, our technical engineer who said, here's, here's what it's like. If someone said you're going to pick up a 20-pound weight 50 to 100 times, during the course of a four-hour round of golf, or or a 15-pound weight, 100, uh, 50 to 100 times during a round of golf, how are you going to feel at the end of that round of golf? Well, the 15-pound weight, you're going to feel a lot better. That's the key thing. You're just not going to have as much strain, as much energy expended. So you should have more energy as the round goes on, and also probably more able to be consistent swinging that 15-pound weight versus that 20-pound weight. And that's what Zexio brand does. It delivers a unique experience for that player who typically is a little bit more tired at the end of the round. When you're older, unfortunately, you just don't have as much energy. So there's a benefit to you. Also, if you want to play four days a week instead of two because you're not as tired, there's another benefit for you. So swinging lighter golf clubs makes sense, but it's not for everybody. Players with high club head speed, they're not going to design with the counterbalance point. It's not going to create the type of control they want. They can hit them a long ways, but they won't have the control. So that's where you have to kind of flow through the sets of, of uh, what is a Zexio player into a Cleveland player and then into a Strixon player. So that's the three kind of brands uh, tying their uh, performance. Because there's good stuff. There's lightweight stuff in Cleveland. It's not quite as light as the, uh, the Zexio brand, 
but you know you've got to kind of find where you where it fits in, into your not just your game but also your pocketbook because Xeo is an expensive brand that's designed with a lot of technology, uh, kind of a no holds barred mentality on design and materials, and um, it does deliver on performance. But there's also you know again it's in the higher price category from a um, from a retail standpoint. But neat stuff. It's uh, something you should experience if you're out there looking for more distance and you're in that uh, Champions Tour age, as you said. <laughs> I would give it a try. <laughs> Yeah. Barry, I think one of the areas that uh, that we don't, when we talk about fitting and getting fit for your club, an area that uh, is often left uh, unthought of is the putter. And there's a lot of great oh. new putting technology. Cleveland's got some really cool stuff with the with the front line putters. Talk about the new technology that can help us be more consistent and make more putts. Uh, that is that is so true. Um, we've we've spent these. Probably the last what uh, twenty some years in technology, seeing how the raising the COR to you know, to the maximum of 0.830, and of course the the limit of the size of the head driver to 460 uh, cc's. But the putter seems to be the one piece of the puzzle. While we see lots of different shapes and styles, that it has hasn't been the one that people are really migrating to to improve their game. And you and I both know that if we can improve your short game. That's it. That's the first place to start and probably the quickest way to start. And the putter lines that are out there, not just ours, there's some great putters out there from other companies. The technology that's going into putter design is really, really key. And you mentioned the Frontline Putter. It's our brand new product that just launched. And basically what we've done with Frontline is three technologies in one. The first one was we've taken tungsten weights and put them on the face of the putter. What this has done is it's moved the center of gravity, obviously, very forward. And by having the CG forward, it stabilizes the face on impact. So the face has got a higher moment of inertia. It won't re- it'll resist twisting. And so if you mishit it off the center, the club face will twist a whole lot less. That's a good thing because when we're talking about mishitting putts a quarter inch off center on a 15 foot putt, that's a miss. Whereas if you miss a driver a quarter inch off center, it's still in play and you're probably going to have a good drive. So the second piece of the technology is what they call soft, S-O-F-T. It's it's speed optimized face technology. It's a grooved face insert that actually helps by the by the types of grooves, the width of grooves, that helps the ball stay rolling again when you don't quite hit it flush, dead center. It's just as important to hit a putter dead center as it is a driver. So don't forget that when you're looking to buy a putter. And then the third piece of the puzzle is twenty one thirty five sight line, which is twenty one point thirty five millimeters. That is the actual radius of a golf ball. So the sight line that sits on top of the putter bisects the golf ball right through the middle. This gives the player a better visual when setting up to line up their putt, whether it's a left or right, right to left or a straight putt. Your eyes, ideally, you want to get them to to, to focus right on top of the sight line. Most players have a tendency to let their eyes drift to the inside, but some also have a tendency to have their eyes drift to the outside of that sight line. When that happens, your tendency is, if, you're, if your eyes are outside the sight line, is to pull the ball. If your eyes are on the inside of that sight line, is to push the ball. So by having this sight line in that 2135, it keeps you from drifting left or right, and that's going to help you just with getting the ball started on the intended line of putt. So it's three technologies in one. Um, most players, even the best players, uh, well, Scotty Cameron is the most known probably on tour, and most people who follow golf would, would say, oh, it's the best putter on tour. And, and listen, Scotty's made a lot of great putters. He uses fine materials, and that's what makes those putters in that premium category. But those players are good putters, okay? They practice a lot. They are 
the top of the game, and they want the maximum amount of feel and performance. If you're not practicing and putting a lot, you need a putter that gives you some forgiveness when you are putting. And that's where you should move through the different models out there. And you see a lot now, many tour players are putting with, uh, we'll call them the bat wing putters, the, the spider. They're, they're putting with these higher moment of inertia putters and, and these, these putters that are really more forgiving, quite frankly. And that's where if, if a Dustin Johnson or, or Justin Thomas is using a, a high moment of inertia putter, maybe you and I should be using that kind of putter. You know, <laughs> well, getting, you know, don't be using a blade putter. Don't be using that ping, you know, offset answer style putter, the Scotty Cameron. Those are, those are tough. Those are great looking putters, but they're not very forgiving if your, if your stroke isn't in that type of mode, highly consistent. So when you're looking for a putter, I mean, uh, the other thing is face balance versus a quarter toe hang. Matthew and I had this discussion. And I'm sure you um, follow his crazy story with him where he, we, I fit him for this front line putter. And he thought he was a square-to-square, what we call a pendulum-style putter, right, back and forth. Well, it turns out he actually is an inside-to-square to back-to-inside or an arc-type putter. He, you know, And so we put him in the putter that had the quarter-toe hang, and all of a sudden he's hitting more solid putts and the ball is going online, and, and he's had a hellacious start to this, to this using this new putter. He, he documented uh, you know, some rounds with me, you know, sending me texts and how he was making these putts from different you know, different lengths, and then he even got to the point where he, he videoed the uh, the morning round where he had the, the ball had the, the dew line to trace from where he was standing and it went in the cup, which, you know, that's pretty cool that he, you know, you could see the track with that ball, and it was 40 feet away. You know, that's uh, those are things that when you can make those kind of putts once in a round, holy cow, but uh, to be more consistent is what everybody wants with their game, and with the putter game, it's really, really important, and uh, I don't think there's a club that we use our, in our golf bag more than the putter, although we'd like to use it a lot less. Um, you know, it's a, it's a putter that, you know, it's a product that you're going to have to really take more time with. People, I think, for a lot, a lot of parts, don't do that. They kind of jump right to the driver and, you know, they're worried about how they drive the ball. And quite frankly, it's, you know, drive for show and right. putt for dough. And that's the same, it's the same thing on the PJ Tour week in, week out. That, that, that player who's got his putter going, he typically is the one who's cashing the biggest check. So you're telling me I need to put my bullseye putter away? I don't need to use that one yes, anymore? Yes, yes, I do, my friend. That, you know, the, <laughs> if you truly still have a bullseye putter, yes, I, we need to send you a frontline putter. Uh, we just got to figure out which one fits you best because there's four models. There's a quarter toe hang and there's the face balance putter. So uh, I'd love to do that to give you a chance to, to try the putter, but we got to figure out which one fits you best because, again, if you're if you don't need a face balance putter, then you, that's not going to give you the best performance. So there is a difference. Um, and if somehow you can get your way to find that out, I'd be glad to get you one to try because uh, Matthew was certainly enjoying his, that. that's for sure. Yeah. The other piece that we, that uh, I don't think we understand enough about is not just for, you know, which style of face you mentioned the four different models, yeah. but there's also mm-hmm. different types of shafts, right? I mean, every shaft isn't the same, you know. Talk about how the style of shaft and the style of the putter face makes a difference in how we make our putts. Well, you know, the, the shaft is the energy transfer, right? It's the connecting piece of the puzzle, whether, you know, the driver shaft, iron shaft, they're, they're all, the shaft is a very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, it permeates feel to the player. So um, when you're making, when you're designing a putter, there's two really factors that are important. It's not so much the flex of a shaft because in a putter, there's not much flexing that goes on unless you're trying to, 
hit a putter from 30 yards away, which, you know, a Texas wedge every now and again is probably a good play. But for the <laughs> most part, flexing isn't real important in shaft. So what's, what is important? Weight, the weight of the shaft, and the materials that, that are used in it. You know, whether it's a lightweight steel, graphite. Uh, we're seeing a mixture now of these uh, of, of graphite and, and steel shafts uh, together um, to create, again, balance points. How that putter is balanced is what they're doing with the shaft and shaft materials. Um, I, I, I can't get too technical because it is very technical for, from my standpoint, but there is a variance in how that the shaft performs for that for the way the head designed. So if you have a larger or a heavier headed putter, you want a different you want a you want a lighter weight shaft. And conversely, if you have a lighter weight putter, you want a heavier headed shaft or heavier shaft. And and again, in technical design. Swinging that putter and trying to create the amount of feel, you know, what your, what your definition of feel is in your, your, your mind's eye is different than what mine is. So while we can both hit the same putter, it can pre- create a different feel to each one of us. And that's what we're, that's what they're trying to accomplish with design. They're trying to match up feel with the head style and the weight of the club, the overall weight. Um, and that's the challenge that, um, as a golfer that you have to find um, in this, in just every product line, but certainly putters is very much because it's a feel, feel generated, uh, you know, stroke. It's, it's, uh, there's more, it's, it's the slowest stroke you make. Um, it's the one that, uh, has the most, uh, we'll call it the most feedback that you can truly feel on the putter face when you, when you, where you hit it. I, I would guess a lot of people, while well, they can tell when they miss it a drive, certainly because of the ball flight, but, they probably couldn't tell the difference in what it would be a quarter inch off, off, off center because of the design of the golf club, but by just the way it's, you know, the players just aren't, aren't that conscious. But you take a putter and start missing it a quarter inch offline, and people will start saying, ooh, I didn't hit that solid. And so it's it's because of those things that are more sensitive to that, that they're using these shaft materials, uh, multi-shaft materials to create feel, but also create consistency in how that putter is is delivered to the ball and transferring that energy because it's well, it's just as important to hit a putter solid as it is hit the driver and, and quite frankly probably a little bit more um, when you miss that ten footer it comes up a couple inches short right just right in the throat of the hole and it's just because you didn't quite catch it solid enough you know new putters nowadays like the like the front line designing that kind of if you miss it a little bit. The speed will stay there. You won't lose that that percent of speed that would cause you to come up short. And that's a pretty unique thing, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, the importance of putting and having a good round versus not. So, yeah, a lot of things to check out there, but a lot of things that uh, with a little bit of digging help with your with from a, from your professional or your store associate. Get out there and hit some different putters, and um, it's not just a Oh, I always like the way that putter looks. So you need to try different ones to see how they react and, and how, it, how it performs for you. Lots of Harry, one more before we let you go. And one of the things that yeah. I really enjoyed about your segment uh, last week uh, with Matthew is, all right, we're, we're coming up here on fall, winter obviously right behind. And what we do when we're out there playing, for those of us that are waiting out the, uh, uh, the frost delays and that sort of thing, <laughs> we're, we're layered up. Right. So our swings yep. tend to get a little more compact or a little more, you know, restricted because of all yep. of the layers. Talk about what we should be thinking about and how we should be approaching our games a little bit differently as it gets colder. Yeah. And, and the, the fall golf is a lot of fun to play. And, and because the weather is definitely, you know, 
crispy and and uh, and cool, and it's it, you know you're not sweating like crazy, but by the same token, you're you're definitely having to put more clothes on. You're also dealing with uh, less, you know, the air temperatures are cooler. So a lot of things that are affecting how those materials, the golf ball, for example, how that golf ball is going to respond, how the how the driver titanium is going to respond in in the cooler weather, because it it it's, it does not flex as much okay the the these the, the irons the, the, all those things are affected by the temperature that you're playing golf in so i think the first thing is you're talking about what, you, what you're wearing i think the key thing is that uh for people to try to play golf and they've got you know a lot of different under under armor type products where it's a just tight form fitting you want to layer up you want to start with something that gives you the warmth but also gives you some flexibility and keeps you from being too restricted so i would try to stay away from heavy things uh, heavy pieces of Material and that's for most anybody. There's lots of great choices out there in uh, in weather gear to to play in as it gets cooler. So try to use layers. That's the first key thing. But uh, from a swing standpoint, the one thing I tell players is you you want to try to swing as long as you possibly can. But when it's cooler out, you want to feel like you're swinging slower. I I I don't know how to say that any other way than it's just that if you swing slower, you will find yourself hitting the ball more squarely. And that is what the key is in this cooler weather is to hit the ball solidly because it's really going to take a it's really going to take a um, uh, dive on a miss hit with the cooler weather and the colder golf ball and the less compression, all that, less rebound. So try to find that tempo that you can just take it down a notch and really focus on hitting that golf ball with a longer, smoother swing, swing as long as possible. Um, again, you're going to be restricted because of the layers, but if you can, it's funny. If you can slow it down, you actually will hit it further because you're going to hit it more solid. And that's that's probably the biggest challenge when you're out there playing in a lot of uh, layers and cooler weather. You know, for some reason you want to swing faster and think if you hit it harder, it'll go further. And and also the last piece of the puzzle is that golf ball. If you're a player who, if you're playing a 70 compression ball all season long, then keep playing that 70 compression. You could even go to a uh, the 60 compression golf ball. But there's even some 40s out there that you know that you could play in a lower, really cooler weather. That lower compression will feel better when you hit it, uh, and it will actually travel better in the overall uh, scheme of things with the with that lower compression. So um, you might remember it was years ago when the, when the laddie golf ball kind of made its way into the, the world of golf because it was a low compression golf ball that people started playing in this cool weather. And it was like the ball's going very, it's going as far as I was in the summertime. Well, that's part of the, that's what you're trying to find out is how to keep from losing too much distance in this cool weather golf. It's always, you know, always a challenge. And the other thing is, you know, if it's a seven iron in the summertime, it's probably going to be a six iron in the cooler weather. So take an extra club and, and see if you can get your uh, pin high shot to to be more pin high and further than short than pin high. That's the challenge. Perry, before I let you go, remind our listeners how they yeah. can stay up to date with all the great things that all three brands are doing and that you're doing and follow you on social media as well. Well, certainly our three websites, uh, you know, ClevelandGolf.com, Strixon.com, and uh, ZexioUSA.com. Uh, are all the three websites to get you full product information and where you can find uh, the products uh, to hit and try and uh, each of those particular websites, demo events, uh, all the kind of uh, fun of activities that we do throughout the year. And then certainly uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, we are out there. I think there's also, I'm pretty sure we uh, we also do the European tour. So those who like to follow the European tour, you can, you can get some information on the uh, uh, the European tour through um, 
through Twitter as well. But uh, a lot of great opportunities to kind of keep up with the brand um, and really get out there and, and experience the brands. Uh, again, uh, each of those websites you can find where wherever you live that you can find a, an event or a facility uh, or a retailer that carries our products that you're looking to try and take a look at. So uh, I certainly encourage you to, to do that as well. Check on the dealer locator and find out where you can get these uh, products to try. Well, Perry, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. I always enjoy spending time with you. I always enjoy listening, obviously, to you and Matthew every Sunday morning. And again, folks, it's Backspin Golf, w, uh, WX, uh, LXG.com, WLXG.com, and uh, on WLXG app. And uh, Perry is always in, on the first segment. It's always, like I said at the top, uh, the best weekend and week out instruction and information you're going to find anywhere. So. I thank you very much, Perry. I look forward to listening to you and Matthew this weekend, and I appreciate your time tonight. All right, Chris. Thanks. Be well, and I'll uh, look forward to getting you. Tell me a chance to find that putter. We'll get a chance for you to put it in the bag and give it a whirl. I appreciate you. Take care, Perry. All, All right. the best to you and your family. We'll right. catch up again soon. Thanks, Chris. Be well. See you, Perry. See you. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the Tee. Can't thank you enough for continuing to make us a part of your golfing content. We'll catch up with you again next week. In between now and then, all the best to all of you. And again, thank you for uh, for being here tonight. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Until then, hit them straight, my friends.